Podcast Cafe podcast. Um, this is episode four, I believe, of the podcast. So that is very, very exciting. Um, and I have a very fun topic for us to discuss this week, something a little bit different. So I'm going to be discussing Love Island season three. So before I get into it, um, y'all should definitely hit the follow button on this podcast, turn on notifications. That would be so great. You get notified every time I post. Um, and that's really great. (laughs) That just, um, would mean the world to me. So you guys should definitely do that. And there will be spoilers in this. So let's get into it. Oh, and also this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, just like last week. Um, because this is reality TV, there's not a lot of depth to it. I just have the points I want to cover, but next week I should have another longer episode because the topic I have lined up for next week, I definitely have a lot more to say about it. So, now let's get into it. So, Love Island, my history with Love Island. Um, So, I've watched the previous two seasons of the U.S. version, obviously. Um, My general preference has always been to season one over season two. Um, I think that season one, I was able to connect with a more with more of the contestants, um, and usually on shows like Love Island, the people you like at the beginning aren't the people you like by the end usually, uh, and in season one, it remained pretty much constant for me, and the other side of looking at it is usually the characters, or not the characters. Wow, <laughs> the people that you um you know, you like at the beginning, it kind of filters out really fast. And by the end, they just start to really annoy you and frustrate you with their decisions, especially as the numbers get down. Um, But in Love Island season one, like that really, really only happened with a couple people towards the very, very end. And that was Kira and Weston specifically, I really liked both of them at the beginning. And by the end, I wasn't really a fan of either of them or the way they had been acting. But with season three, I was really looking forward to this season premiering. Uh, It was premiering the same day as Big Brother. And if you know, Big Brother is my personal favorite reality TV show. And if just looking broadly in comparison to everything, Big Brother trumps all the other reality shows for me. Um, It's one of my favorite shows in general, reality or not. Like across all my favorite genres, which would be uh, dramas, sitcoms, and reality TV, Big Brother um, is definitely my favorite reality TV show, and it definitely fits a spot in my top five just shows. So that's that definitely says a lot about that. But um, obviously Love Island and Big Brother premiered on the same day, so I was really, really looking forward to it. My friend came over um, so we could watch them together because she'd never seen Love Island or Big Brother. So I was really looking forward to the season. I had really high expectations. Um, like I mentioned, I wasn't as big of a fan of season two as I was of season one. Regardless, I found season two to be very entertaining. So Love Island UK, the original Love Island, obviously, started a couple weeks, I think, before uh, Love Island US started um, this year. And of course, um, I that was season seven. And of course, I had to give it 
ago because this is my kind of this is this is my shit like I love this stuff this is my kind of tv but um I definitely I was not a very big fan of Love Island UK this year Uh, I think a lot of people were feeling very similarly um it was definitely going a lot slower than how they usually progress on the show like from what I've seen what I've heard like season two and three of Love Island UK are just like that is Love Island the peak peak Love Island across them all it's just on a completely different level so for season seven to be moving as slowly as it was and for none of the couples to be really progressing was really just disappointing to watch I mean I'm not keeping up with this season anymore of Love Island UK but I believe there's a couple couple a couple couples that are kind of strong right now um don't quote me on this but I think Millie and Liam are supposedly pretty strong right now and then Liberty and Jake were the only couple from the beginning that are kind of just going you know having their issues but they're kind of staying a little bit more stable throughout it all I think Kaz found someone um but I'm not 100% sure what's going on Faye I think has been with a few different people now but point is on that show the problem with this season was that there were no real connections being formed which is obviously a really major problem on a show like this um this is a reality dating show so you want a ship that you can get behind that's the whole point of watching this this isn't really the kind of show that you can just get by with just liking the people which is what I think my real issue was with season two I was just more connected to individuals than I was to any actual substantial couple of the U.S. version so that was my thing with Love Island UK this season wasn't a very big fan of it on the flip side of it Love Island U.S. season three was starting off really well I was really into it the first episode was a super good episode we had a really great lineup of people I was very intrigued by several of them um so I was really in- excited, and even throughout the entire middle and like kind of the middle-ish end, it was going really, really well. I was consistently invested. I thought the drama this season was really good, and I thought that the connections, regardless of the drama, um, was really just very good. Also, there was like a proper, proper love triangle this season, which was obviously really entertaining to watch. It was frustrating, but it was still entertaining because typically that isn't really how it works um, on Love Island, at least not on the U.S. version. Typically what happens with um, love triangle type situations is that it phases out really fast. It's like, if there's a love triangle, it's usually because a couple is together and someone comes in and one of them is kind of interested in them. And then it's like, they pick really fast and then that's just pretty much over with it and the other person like moves on. But in this situation, it was definitely more dragged on. It felt more like I was literally watching a teen drama so um it was interesting on all fronts it was only really the end that got really really frustrating for me which we will um talk about some more so kind of shifting back and talking about season one and two again I thought I would give my quick little um favorites in those seasons um so in season one my favorites um were definitely definitely um Elizabeth and Zach they were my favorite couple I was rooting for them from day one very much a golden couple very cute um I really really liked them a lot definitely my favorite Love Island U.S. couple overall across all seasons so that's probably why the first season is my favorite 
Um, and then Elizabeth and Alexandra were just my favorite girls. Um, I absolutely adored both of them. I thought they were absolute sweethearts. And I religiously listened to their podcast, their After the Island podcast. Um, super into it. Really liked them. Really liked their IRL friendship. And then in season two, like I kind of mentioned, I didn't get as attached to any of them, which was my real issue with the second season. But um, the uh, I think that Justine and Caleb, who were obviously the winners of season two, um, I, I think it was really deserved. Caleb was probably my favorite from the second season. I think I'm kind of blanking a little bit about who else was even on that season to begin with. I mean, I remember Selly, Johnny, Moira, um, Carrington, yeah, um, Justine, Caleb. But yeah, I think Caleb was probably my favorite. Um, and Justine and Caleb definitely deserved the win. Um, they were pretty much the only couple in there that I consider to be at maximum strength. Um, Johnny and Selly... I kind of, I thought they were super cute at first, and then after everything that happened, I kind of just, you know, laid off a little bit on them, wasn't as into it. And then, of course, the first season winners, Zach and Elizabeth, I already said, they totally deserved it. They were definitely my favorites, so that's kind of my opinions on those. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, yes. Uh, so real quick, I just also wanted to mention on this season of Love Island UK, as even though I'm not currently continuing it, if I decide to do it in the future because I just feel like watching Love Island in the winter or something, I might, but um, my favorites on this season of Love Island UK was definitely Liberty and Kaz, just to put that out there as well. So my favorites this season, season three of Love Island US, uh, my favorites were, my favorite by far was definitely Cache. Um, from the beginning, Cache's energy was super high, like definitely reminded me of Selly from season two, but I like Cache a lot more than I like Selly. Um, not that I hate Selly or anything, I just definitely like Cache a lot. I loved her energy. Um, she was definitely my favorite. She was definitely the most engaging person to keep up with. Surprisingly, I um, also really liked um, Shannon. I wasn't as big of a fan of her at the beginning, but she brought all the drama, which I loved. Um, she brought everything to life, which was just, it was so good. It's exactly what we needed. Um, and she brought a lot of life to the villa. Um, I also really loved Giovanni. Giovanni was definitely my favorite guy. He was the absolute sweetest. And, oh my god, he was wonderful. Absolutely loved him. And then, um, the, and then two people that I really liked at the beginning that I didn't like as much towards the end was Trina and Corey. Trina kind of redeemed herself for me, um, because of, you know, towards the end, it was like, you know, we were kind of over this whole situation. But with, Corey, I didn't necessarily dislike him by the end. I just kind of stopped caring because it felt like he kind of coasted by a lot and it doesn't even really feel like his connection with Olivia is genuine. So now some things I want to talk about in a little bit more of depth. So first I want to talk about the cachet Cinco Trina situation. So this was the love triangle obviously that I was mentioning before. If you watch this season you definitely know about it. 
So I was obviously on Cachet's side of it because Cachet is my favorite person that was on this season, definitely. And I think that her and Cinco definitely had the first bond and everything between Cinco and Trina was very, very clearly just this romantic sexual tension. And you could kind of tell right from the beginning that that's what that was. Like that was really... the line kind of drew itself right there. There was nothing really going beyond that for them versus I feel like Cachet and Cinco's connection was a lot deeper than that. It was a real emotional connection. And you could see that um, when Cinco was in one of his confessionals and he was talking about Cachet and Trina, the way he described both of them was so different. He talked about Trina and how there was tension there. And when he was talking about Cachet, he was talking about her being like, unlike anyone, he had ever been with or known before someone who was getting him to open up and be himself like the difference was huge so Cinco originally picking Trina was very upsetting because it was like okay so he just gave in to the other side of it and obviously that's a very unfair situation for Trina as well while I don't think Trina handled the situation best at first when she was obviously calling Cachet immature um, and trying to go for Cinco very, very actively, right after Jeremy turned her down, um, was just a little bit unfair, but obviously she matured past it, and obviously I can see how it felt a bit unfair to her. Through it all, I did still overall enjoy Cinco's placement on the show, because the point of the show is just drama, so I still enjoyed Cinco, um, and I'm happy that Cachet and Cinco found their way back to each other. I thought it was very obvious after Cachet left that her and Cinco would reunite. I thought it was pretty much a given, um, gives me the vibes of, (laughs) his name was also Cash, but Cash and Kira from season one, it was very obvious after Kira picked, I think Eric was his name, that her, like, her heart still was with Cashel, and then as soon as Kira got dumped, like, obviously Cashel came, and it was very endearing and sweet, so definitely a similar situation. On the kind of going a little bit more into it when Casa Amor happened and then Charlie and Leslie got a little bit wrapped into it from Cinco's side I was like this is a bit much please let's not drag Leslie into this and with Charlie I really saw an opportunity there for Cachet to be with the man that was the perfect man in her head but again like for the drama purposes it makes sense why Cinco was the one she really made the connection with even though Charlie was her ideal um, guy. I did feel bad for him because towards the end of Cachet stay on Love Island, it did feel like she was using Charlie a little bit and Charlie was very complacent to that. He didn't really say anything because he was really all in on Cachet. So as much as Cachet is my favorite, Charlie ultimately not picking her was okay with me just because I was like, you know, um, in that moment, it made sense and why he would, because he was obviously looking out for himself for once, um, which is understandable, although in my ideal world, um, Cachet would have stayed. So now let's discuss Josh and Shannon. So they, this is the two people that basically took me by complete surprise. So Josh and Shannon are the couple that happens in every single season of Love Island US, UK, and Australia. Those are the only three I'm very familiar with, although I know there's several adaptations across multiple areas of the world, but I'm sure on those versions as well that there's a couple like this on every one of them. It's the couple that ideally is your paper 
perfect like on perfect couple on paper and they're the ones that get together by the beginning and then it's like they end real fast but Josh and Shannon really took me by surprise and ended up being in my opinion the most stable couple on the show if one couple should have won this season of Love Island it should have been Josh and Shannon they had their issues for sure Their biggest issue was obviously the Amy situation when Shannon felt betrayed by Josh, but I feel like Josh grew a lot from that situation, and of course there was still doubt there and there were still issues, but I feel like they very effectively worked through their issues. Shannon choosing to leave the island when Josh found out that news about his family, her choosing to go with him really showed where her priorities were and Um, I thought that that was really beautiful, and I think, in my opinion, they were the true winners of Love Island, you know, regardless of anything. Um, Cache and Cinco were also a couple I was really into by the beginning, but there was no way they would win, especially considering the circumstances and everybody else that they kind of put through their thing, you know, they they roped in Trina and Leslie and Charlie, like, there were all these other people that got heavily involved in this situation and in in this equation but with Josh and Shannon it was pretty straightforward I mean the only person who came close was Amy but after Josh and Amy um kissed in that challenge it was pretty clear that Josh only had eyes for Shannon and they were both loyal to each other during um Casa Amor and it was just they were definitely in my opinion the best couple and I think Every single person in that villa and in the Love Island fan base or just the people who are the general audience, I think every single person knows that if this didn't happen in Josh's family and Josh and Shannon stayed on the show, they would have no doubt won the show. And they were also winning America over. I know that I saw several people turning on them, which took me by complete surprise because I went from literally not caring about them to really really enjoying every aspect of their relationship and I thought they had really good chemistry and obviously they looked really good together so now let's talk about another couple I'm not a fan of and that's Will and Kira Will and Kira are nasty so I don't know if you guys know this but for starters Will and Kira literally scammed their way onto the show so I think this was about a few episodes in some of the fans of the show found um, archived posts that Kira had on Instagram and Will was literally in the comments and they would interact and it's basically believed that they were already a couple and they scammed their way onto the show just to be on Love Island. So right from the right from there it's very frustrating that they made it as far as they did. Um, I think that that does have a little bit to do with the rigging process that we obviously know is a part of the show simply because There's no way that Will and Kira um, stayed that long. I mean, I know that America wasn't really a fan of them, and I know the people on the show, like, towards the end, were not really fans of Will and Kira's relationship. So there's no way people would be voting for them to stay. It just doesn't make sense that that's what would happen. Um, I did not like their relationship at all. I don't think they deserve the runner-up position. Um, really didn't like it, didn't like either of them as individuals. I liked Will a lot at first, I thought he was super cute, I thought his accent was cute, but um, obviously by the end I was not a fan, Um, didn't really like either of them at all, so the runner-up definitely did not deserve, did not like them at all whatsoever, Um, and I don't think that they are lasting very long outside the villa. I mean, none of these couples really last, but I think that they're probably, hopefully, first to go. So now let's talk about Olivia and Corey. Um, 
I know a lot of people were very confused by this. My only real explanation for what could have happened here is that we only get to see a certain, like, 45 minutes of footage from like two days every episode or from a day 45 minutes in a 24-hour day my only real explanation is that there's so many hours that we don't see in a day that Olivia and Corey could have interacted um their relationship didn't necessarily need to have come out of the blue but uh for us it definitely seemed that way I think that if they wanted Olivia and Kiri Kiri, Olivia and Corey to not seem so sudden, they should have done a better job um, putting it on the show. Most people found it to not be very genuine, just because of the fact that it came so suddenly. Um, So I think that everybody was caught a little bit off guard, and it definitely made Olivia look very bad, like she was kind of looking for a way to stay in the villa. And same with Corey. Um... I mean, Olivia and Corey are probably the first winners of Love Island, like, across all of them, where I'm really sitting here, like, it doesn't even make sense if you guys win, whether I like you guys as a couple or not. Like, something about saying Love Island, like, Love Island season three, Olivia and Corey are the winners. Something about that statement, just, it doesn't flow, it doesn't make sense. There's something about it that is very, very off. Uh, It feels completely wrong. They just don't feel like a very um, strong couple to me. To me, if anything, they seem like a friend couple, if anything. Um, and I definitely think they're breaking up the second they get off, get out of that villa. Like, they did not deserve that prize money at all. And I hope Corey shares that money with Cache because Corey's ass would have left Love Island, like, weeks and weeks before him and Olivia ever sparked up anything because Cache kept saving his ass again. Like, she didn't have to do that. They were the friend couple, but she did it. So he better save that money with her. Like, share that money with her. Like, he better. So now I want to talk about Jeremy. Um, The oddball of the season. So in my opinion, Jeremy did not form a single good connection at all throughout his entire stay on the in the villa. Um, you could argue that Florida was his big connection, but at the end of the day, him and Florida really only knew each other on a romantic level for two days. I mean, obviously everything moves really fast in Love Island, and I'm not them, so I can't speak on their feelings. But it really felt like Jeremy kind of went from one person to another person to another person to another person. And if Jeremy was really so true to Florida... Um, obviously it wouldn't be, he would have pulled the Shannon. His priorities would have laid with her because the point of coming on Love Island is to find your match. You don't just stay in the villa when your partner leaves if that's really, like, your one, like, the person you came there to find. Um, I know that there were so many jokes flying all over the internet just about how, oh, Jeremy's dad definitely works behind the scenes of this show because there's no way Jeremy's staying, and they were just hilarious memes all over Twitter about it, but it just doesn't make sense to me why Jeremy stayed as long as he did. Definitely not finalist material since he's been with about, like, six girls, like, his entire stay. Like, are you kidding me? There's no way that makes sense. 29 episodes, six girls. Like, come on, Jeremy. Like, there's no way. It just didn't make sense to me. He became such an asshole as the... Um, everything progressed. He was really chill at the beginning. I thought he was just gonna be one of those chill people, but obviously that turned around really fast, and I was just not a very big fan of him at all. 
Um, and I think that his spot in the finale didn't really make any sense. There's no way that these contestants would keep saving him over and over and over. Like, come on. Unbelievable. So now let's talk about Giovanni. So I already mentioned that Giovanni was my favorite guy this season. And I think Giovanni deserves better. He wasted his entire stay on Love Island, dedicated to Olivia, worshipping the ground that Olivia walked on, and Olivia pretty much used him. I mean, you could argue multiple ways. I'm not Olivia. I'm not, I was not on the villa, in the villa. I don't know what feelings were going on there. Um, she could have always just been confused. I mean, Olivia said from day one, Giovanni was not her type, and she made that very clear. And I think she forced herself to like him at several points in the show just to stay on the show. And I was getting a little bit frustrated because Giovanni deserved better. I mean, he had several opportunities to meet other girls, and he didn't because he was really all in with Olivia. So the fact that he was getting used was just so upsetting because obviously I think that he deserves a lot, a lot, a lot better than that. And his entire Love Island experience was wasted on her for just for her to dumb him and for her to, you know, immediately have to go, um, you know, go uh, off with Corey, I guess. I mean, it didn't work out with Slade. I think Slade came before and then it was just we jumped to Corey. So it was definitely a little bit frustrating. So didn't really appreciate that at all. So let's quickly discuss Amy and Wes. Um, I only bring them up simply because I always see a lot of people who said that they definitely had the potential. I never really cared for them as a couple simply because we literally saw like an episode of them. However, um, they're obviously still going strong IRL. So who knows? Maybe they could have stayed. And honestly, compared to half the couples that did say stay, cough, cough, Will and Kira, Olivia and Corey. Amy and Wes definitely could have stayed because they definitely have the potential to be a lot better of a couple than either of those two couples, uh, and I definitely see them lasting a lot longer than those two as well. So a couple um, random points I wanted to mention. Uh, first, about Leslie. So Leslie, where did, I just want to ask, where did she randomly disappear? So she was there, and she was there that night that the whole explosion happened where Shannon went off on Genevieve. And then, you know, she cried about it, whatever, whatever. And then she was gone in the morning and nobody said a thing about it. And it was never addressed. I know something similar to this happened last season, I think, where there was someone who just disappeared and they never addressed it. But I think that they did have an explanation for it about something that was going on. But there was no explanation. So I just want to know, where did Leslie go? I mean, like, what happened? Also, speaking of Genevieve, she was probably one of my least favorite people this season. I found her to be very infuriating. Um, I mean, like, obviously, um, she knows Shannon. They're, like, childhood, or she's, like, Shannon's little sister's best friend. I just found most of her actions to be very annoying, and I feel like she did a, had a poor time in the villa to begin with, so it was just not, um really anything uh going on for them there so now I just want to kind of you know in my way of sort of beginning to wrap this up my overall disappointments of the season so I talked I briefly touched on in the beginning how I found that the season progressively got worse after the middle um I was really enjoying it for a good chunk of it for a good let's say about 
let's say for about uh, 18, 19 episodes, I was really having a good time. It was really the last 9, 10 episodes that weren't as good. Shannon, Josh, and Cachet leaving the villa changed everything. The vibe of the show completely changed once they left. They were definitely the heart and soul of this season. Shannon brought the drama. I mean, Shannon going off on Josh and Jeremy and Will and literally every single person in that villa and Cinco, like literally all the guys in that villa, her going off on them and of course going off on Genevieve was the drama. She brought the drama. She was the best friend to everybody else. Her and Cache were the best friends to everybody else. Shannon was supportive. She was feisty. She got mad on behalf of all of her friends when nobody else cared. She was pointing things out. For example, Jeremy literally staying for no reason. She was pointing these things out before anybody even noticed what was going on. I mean, she was on top of it, like completely on top of it, which I absolutely admired. Absolutely loved her. Thought she was amazing. And I just think that um, overall, she's so wonderful and I think that she was just the best I mean the point of this show is drama so her kind of bringing it every day on that show was part of the charm of it Josh obviously I said Shannon and Josh had the best connection in my opinion this season so them leaving it was like there was no longer a couple for me to root for at least I still had cachet but then cachet the energy of the villa the personality that I connected with the most as a viewer was gone the person I was the most invested in watching find love was gone obviously I'm happy for her that her and Cinco find their, found their way to each other but the entire vibe of the show changed the only people left on the show were people I frankly could not care less about I mean it was disappointing because there were so many people I would have rather seen to begin with um that vibe just completely changed I mean and the finale was just completely tragic the top four couples made no sense in what way is Jeremy and Bailey I think it was Charlie and that other girl um, Will and Kira and Olivia and Corey are top four couples. How does that make any sense? I mean, the only things... Okay, it should have been Josh and Shannon, Amy and Wes, um, Giovanni and someone he found. Giovanni and Flo, not Florida, Flo. Because if you guys don't already know this, the action is happening outside the villa. Giovanni and were hanging out so it should have been them third and then fourth um I mean I don't really care who would have been fourth I mean those would be the only three couples I cared about if Will had picked Flo as well that could have been a game changer because Will only the only time Will had a personality on this in the entire run of this season was during Casa Amor when Kira was away Will opened up and had a personality like he never had before. He seemed free, fun, and himself when he was with Flo. The connection was there, and it made no sense why he would ever pick Kira over her. I mean, the scammers, fine. They can be together. I don't really care. Whatever they want to do. So, tragic finale. Olivia and Corey winning did not make any sense. It was so frustrating that all that could have made that finale better 
was if Corey pulled a plot twist and said he was going to keep the money to himself. That would have made up for everything. That whole tragedy that happened in that finale, that is the only thing that could have made that better. All right, BFFs. Sorry. I just had to pause that recording, take a sip of water, because I am so passionate about this. I was, my throat was just completely parched. But anyways, those are my real um, complaints complaints with the season and my issues with it. But on the flip side, let's talk about a few of the things that I really did like about this season. For starters, like I mentioned a few different times, I loved the people this season. Um, not all of them course, but I loved several of them. I found so many of them so intriguing to watch. I was getting behind more than one couple. I was rooting for them and, or at least just wanting to see more of them. Cash and Zinko were literally like watching a teen drama couple. I mean, how much more entertaining can it get on reality TV? I was literally watching a teen drama couple. (laughs) That's what I love. That's what I want to see. That is the point of reality TV. I love it. Give me more. Um, so that's one thing I loved. Second, like, I I mean, the show did decline this season, obviously, but I love, love, loved, um, the drama. We had so much good drama this season. It definitely picked up from the last two seasons on a drama level. We had so much going on. Uh, we had all the good drama. We had, you know, everybody going off on everybody and good connections and, the people coming in were threatening enough um, based on who they were, and I really enjoyed it. It made this season a lot more enjoyable and just overall very entertaining to watch. The biggest plus is probably the diversity factor this season. I've never seen um, a Love Island across any of the Love Islands um, to just have like this kind of diversity. It was so good seeing a cast filled with people of color. Um, You know, in the original grouping, there were several, several people of color. And through the thousands of people that they add in the villa as the season goes on, several people of color were being added. Um, And usually they don't do stuff like that. Usually they have like two total. (laughs) And to see uh, more of these um, darker skin tone people was just so great. Like, Cachet and Trina and Cinco, it was so positive to see that representation be there. And I think CBS was definitely doing a better job um, this year because Big Brother was also super di- is super diverse this season. Um, it was really just something great to see just these things being done. Um, and it's just definitely steps in the right direction. And obviously, I really like to see that. And that diversity was great representation and... Um, exactly what we need in the media right now so that was definitely a positive and another big one is the audience I mean every year Love Island the best part of it is the audience reactions the audience interactions the Twitter feeds I mean it's the most fun part of it all um you know I loved it I had so much I have so much fun scrolling through the um the Twitter tag while the episodes are airing, talking to everybody on there, the group chat getting active, um, you know, it really becomes just a part of it, and I think every year that's the part I miss the most, uh, and it's what I look forward to the most each summer when Love Island's about to air again. So, you know, it's been about two weeks since the finale aired, so you would think, based on my opinions towards the end, that I would be tired of it. I mean, after Cash left, I was kind of lazy watching it anyways, skipping all the Jeremy scenes, barely paying attention, 
but you know it's like I said it's been two weeks and I already miss it I can't wait for next summer I can't wait for season four I hope it's good I hope there's people I get attached to and I can't wait for these group chats to fire up again and for the Twitter feed to be up and going again because that's where all the content is it what it's what really makes Love Island and it becomes part of your um schedule you know like all the reality shows I watch Dancing with the Stars the Bachelor Nation shows um all the other competition shows America's Got, America's Got Talent um and then of course these Love Islands Big Brothers um, all those kinds of shows, they come back at a certain time every year. So it's just something to really look forward to and definitely the part I enjoy the most about reality TV. Um, it doesn't really usually have a cap at how many seasons they can have. So it's just, you, they never run out. There's constantly content to be given. And uh, it's just the audience parts of it that really pull together reality TV and what makes it so much fun to watch. As silly as that sounds, it's definitely what makes it the most fun. And the part that I always miss the most, but look forward to the most for the upcoming season. So I really hope there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. So lastly, before I wrap this up, um, I just want to quickly uh, take a second to talk about Love Island uh, compared to other reality dating shows. So the other shows that um, I watch um, are shows like The Bachelor Nation shows, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, um, Bachelor in Paradise, and then the more uh, streaming service uh, type ones like Too Hot to Handle, Love is Blind, Marriage at First Sight, that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that Bachelor in Paradise is probably the closest comparison since they're both the very similar concepts. These guys and girls on an island looking for love. You could potentially also put Too Hot to Handle in this category, but I think the concept and the goal of Too Hot to Handle is very very different um love island is more of a new concept in america still because obviously the original love island is a uk show but that's still only been seven seasons it's been going on since 2015 i believe is the first time it aired so it's you know still relatively pretty new so i think that it's still just gaining popularity still but i think that love island is definitely one of my favorites um bachelor in paradise is definitely the most entertaining concept out of all the Bachelor Nation shows that I'm familiar with. Um, but, you know, just in comparison, uh, I think that Love Island is some is definitely one of my favorites um, and definitely something that you guys can continue to expect to see on the podcast uh, as we continue into upcoming months, years. <laughs> just as we continue on this podcast, I'm going to talk about the future seasons of this show and hopefully if next season UK is good too, we'll get obviously get a season or an episode on that. And we'll just talk about previous seasons and just have fun. And we'll talk about Love Island Australia um, when I watch that. So, you know, there's just a lot of stuff to look forward to. Um, but just, you know, I just wanted to bring that up while kind of uh, talking about the other dating shows as well, which you can also expect content on as well. So I guess that kind of uh, brings this episode to a wrap. Um, that didn't end up being as short as I thought it was going to be. I guess I just like to talk a lot once I get started. Um, but this was obviously a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, I do get really passionate when it comes to reality TV. Like, this is definitely a lot of fun. 
um, probably because, like I said, not a lot of my, uh, like, friends from school and theater and such watch Love Island, so I don't really get to talk about this with as many people. I just talk about it with people, like, on Twitter and stuff, so it's not really the same. Um, so kind of whenever I do get the chance to sit down and talk about this kind of stuff, I will end up spilling, like, all my opinions. Uh, overall, I can still say this, this season was a good season because... <laughs> Um, there were more aspects that I liked than what I didn't like. But I guess that's pretty much it. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm so glad that you were here and that you listened. Um, again, hit the follow button. Uh, hit the uh, notification bell. I'll be posting same time next week. Same day, same time. So that is something to look forward to. Really excited about next week's topic. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed. And have a great, great rest of your day. Until next time, bye!